Coming live from Vienna, Austria is our guest this evening. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through the industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Clemens Behren, Web3 Customer Experience Consultant. Welcome to the show, Clemens. Hello, AHH. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. You are welcome. You are welcome to the show. Welcome to India. And you are welcome by all the guests, all the audience that will be learning from you through your expertise, Clement. So first, to understand from you, though we'll be talking about harnessing artificial intelligence in customer support, first to understand from you, Clemens, is what exactly is Web3 Customer Experience Consultant? Because Web3 is... Yeah, so just to understand exactly this basic so that we can upgrade ourselves beyond that. That's an amazing question. And I want to answer this one like quite honestly. So everybody knows like the concept of cryptocurrencies. But I think like Web3 is like more than like a marketing stunt. Of course, like there's like some technical explanation what I can give later. But overall, like why is like Web3 is a buzzword used so often right now? Because like saying things about like crypto very often sounds shady and people have like a bad impression about crypto because there were like many scams and the topic with the environment. So there are all these like question marks. And like lately what we can see like a lot in the space that people are now using like Web3 as a term to replace like the crypto term because overall it uplifts the image of the whole industry so let's speak about like the technical definition so we have like this marketing aspect let's talk about like technically what is web3 so a very good example how people can imagine it so let's think about like the login to a website so like in web one the login to a website was simple there was like a username and a password and you as a user you defined it so then the development to web two was the following so when you log into a web two service very often you see like single sign-on logins so there's like an icon like from google from apple microsoft linkedin and so on you name it so this is like web two and web three is then when you can actually log into a service and and validate it with your crypto transact and with your crypto wallet so that's like the main difference between web two and web three so web two and Web 1, where we centralized, and Web 3, really getting like decentralized. And also on top of that, it's about like transferring value. So not only like information, but now like in Web 3, we can also transfer and change value. Okay, okay. So uh, to general, is, is it like that people are using Web 3 as another word for crypto? How does it work? Because I, in my personal understanding... I feel crypto, crypto is something related and more related with bitcoins and cryptocurrency, whereas Web3 is related to the internet user experience. Help us understand this because this is still an upcoming field and to fully make, uh, make a good experience out of what exactly is happening, uh, you, we will certainly need experts like you help us understand this you you all you already answered it like almost like in the in the question how you stated it so it's um it's about um um so it, it's really about like the thing as as you um as you said 
So like crypto is like decentralized, like about the payments and like Web3 is like a little bit wider topic, uh, wider topic um, with the technology. But overall, as I said, like in the most context when Web3 is used in the industry nowadays, it's like more to replace like the term crypto because of the bad, of the bad image. Okay. Okay, Clement. So for our understanding, are we under Web 2.0 or it is Web 3.0? undergoing how should we know where exactly you we are in this whole process of transition mm -hmm. so how can i help like in this in this process um, of transition so what we noticed there are like a lot of like web web 2 companies which are very centralized which now like to go like into web 3 into a more decentralized structure so we can very we can see this very often like how they manage like their community and also like how they incentivize their community so what's quite difficult and like customer service for like web two companies is especially when they help people like we on social media because you cannot really see like who are you talking with and like who is the user and like in, in web three very often when you have like the on-chain data and you know like the person who is like tweeting or like writing and buying it like to these wallet addresses then you have like a whole profile so it's also like about like managing identities like in a decentralized ways and this is like um, how we can help like in um, web3 so okay. they are like also like for web 3cx we have like four things on what we focus so like depending if it's like a web2 company who wants to go more like towards web3 or if it's like already like some decentralized um protocol like who's working um in fully in web3 so we have four things that we can help like the first one is like with user retention so what we very often notice with the super technical products that it's like super tricky like to reach anyone or like to get help besides maybe like some social media channels like or from some other users so this is like where actually come Companies in Web2 are doing better very often as Web3 companies because at most Web3 companies you have like a hard time in like reaching anyone when you have like an issue. So then in addition, of course, with what we can also help is like with customer acquisition. So we can like um, help you getting like new users and also like making the people or your customers to advocates that they also refer you new users. So then like what's like what we can do for web two and web three companies is like the ease of service. So very often like this web three products are way too complicated. So for instance, people need like a wallet, people need first to buy like um, crypto versus fiat and so on. And they need to do it like through another service. And this is like very co complicated. So there's like very often like a lot of friction and you have to move between different services. And then the last thing, where we can also help is like in AOE management. So like a lot of people are doing like customer service in Web2 or community management in um, Web3. And they very often have the issue they cannot really quantify like how much they spend on service or like supporting the community and what's actually the value of it. Right. Right, Clemens. Now let's look at different aspects and put them together and see where exactly uh, we are in terms of customer service. Firstly, yes. it was the internet and then a lot of companies went into using the internet and along with the internet, uh, we have web 2.0 automation or whatever we can name it along came the chatbots mm -hmm. so they took over. and then instead of humans, they were taking care of things. Then came in artificial intelligence. So now how is it firstly, how is it integrating? itself with the internet or web 3.4 first part is that 
now mm-hmm. the customer which was already a present customer which is facing so much of issues in terms of reaching a human at the other end already customers a lot of them are very very uh, unhappy in several cases and which can be reflected on the internet itself people are having to go on social media about this just two days back yes uh, yeah two days back wall street journal did a story with a survey that a lot of customers are actually being revengeful in the, not in a negative way but that's their feeling about how they are being serviced even by big companies now comes the use of artificial intelligence for customer service and better customer service you talk about in this environment where automation is another word for you know for a bad service rather than good service and putting the control in the hands of people on the other end in the terms of companies and brands okay then how is how is artificial intelligence going to add more value to the customer and not purely from the point of view of brand how do you look at it being the expert that you are mm-hmm. i know there are several questions here but you are the expert i, I got it answer them you can answer them together so that they are so interrelated but then you can answer them at your own pace Yes. So we have like two parts of my answer. So the first one, what I would recommend every company, even it's like a big one, a small one who have issues, as you name it, that they are like hard to reach. They should like choose one North Star metric for the customer support team. And it's something called the customer effort score. So what's the customer effort score? The customer effort score asks around the user journey about different questions. So usually the question is like, how easy was it to contact customer support? And then you have it on a scale from one to four, one to five, something like that, that it fits like on a mobile screen. So this is like the first thing what companies should then do. Then the next thing, what we have like with AI, like ChatGPT, where we had like the big revolution that now like chatbots get the whole conversation and not only the last message. So we now reached like a technical point where they can really like do good customer support. So, but the thing, but many companies forget, like a thing like with chatbots, of course, you should always have the chance that you reach a human. And also the thing is with these chatbots, if people don't know that they talk to an AI, then usually they are more satisfied. But once they know that it's that they are talking to an AI, they have like a bad impression. And then, of course, you need to make it able that they can speak easily with a human. I'm not saying that you should not like be honest to your customers and lie to them and say that there's like no AI involved because there was like one company in the healthcare industry who actually did this. So they replaced all the customer support agents for a while with ChatGPT. Then the customer spoke with ChatGPT actually, and they rated the results higher than with the humans. But once the company told the customers, hey, you are talking to ChatGPT, then this, the customer satisfaction went down. So, okay. So this is about like CSAT, how you should be like transparent about your AI strategy or if you use any AI, but on what you should focus, as I said, in the first part of the answer is like on customer effort score. So don't be afraid if you have like a huge backlog of tickets. So because that's like how all customer service managers think. They say like, okay, if you have like a huge backlog of tickets and then they need um, to wait for a reply very long, that's like bad for us. But you should see it from that perspective. If it's easy to complain to your service, 
directly to a human via the help to AI, it doesn't matter. So, okay, it's now easy to complain to your service. You have some customers, they run into an issue. And very often, they just leave your service without telling you. And that's the worst what can happen to you. If they don't give you a reason, don't give you any feedback, because on that stuff, besides maybe you have like some data, but usually you are completely blind on that. And in the long run, if you have like a lot of like silent levers where you don't even have a chance to convince them to stay, that's very bad for your business. So overall, leverage AI, use some chatbot, be, be honest about it. You can also implement it like on all social media channels. That's something where we can help. And then when you have it like once on all your social media channels and on your support portal and you are easy to reach, then you have a chance to avoid like the silent quitters, which are like the true poison for your business. So don't worry about complaints because like a complaint is like a good thing. A customer gives you a chance, like a last chance to fix the issue and make him stay. Right. My understanding is that, uh, in a way, and, and, and that report you must read about, you know, just type in other, to the Wall Street Journal and you'll find about the customer experience and you'll come with some good findings. They have uh, taken that report. My own understanding and experience, I can tell you, uh, Clemens, is that there is a tendency for the senior management to sit, sit safely in the backdrop, put some uh, put some chatbots in front, and in between some some human beings whose job is only to stall the customer's complaint rather than actually come down to solving it. I don't know why is it. Are they so uh, sure about themselves? Are they so sure about the bots that they will be handling it? Or they are unsure about their own services and 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 products, so that they know that if the customers come in contact with them, obviously the customer is right, and they don't want to face the customer. How do you look at that in this backdrop? How would it make? How do you use Web three and your artificial intelligence knowledge to bring something good? to the customer is there something called a good artificial intelligence or because as of now whatever we are hearing we are hearing about you know either something will lead to job losses or something which will put more power in the hands of companies and brands and less in the name of in terms of people because that is what automation at the moment looks like automation does not seem to be talking about the customer or customer experience it is only talking about how entrepreneurs can make their lives better, how they can send emails, responses just by automating everything and not about a better customer experience in the real sense. That is what my general understanding is. I know I am not wrong, but I'm not passing a general statement, but this has to change. Otherwise, uh, we will have to all start going local. Like I, I nowadays don't make any high purchases on any of these marketplaces. I would rather go to a dealer, deal with them or at a local level and buy things from them. And I'm sure a lot of people feel it that way. Yes. So AI should help you in understanding the customer and not like from keeping him away. So I think the biggest learning and use case what I had with AI so far 
So I did like the customer support for like a cryptocurrency trading app. So people can buy and sell Bitcoin. It goes up and down and so on. So for, for a very long time, we thought like, okay, we need to answer to the customer quickly we need to solve the issue that's like how they are like happy with our app and we have like a high customer satisfaction but what do you think is like the number one reason that people are happy with a cryptocurrency trading app right right so uh, what, what I, I can repeat the question so what do you think is like the number one reason that or like the number one reason that people are satisfied with a cryptocurrency trading app or like with any trading protocol or anything like that i don't know anything because i don't know much about crypto first of all yeah the second thing is i did not put my hands or fingers to it and recently there is not much talk about crypto after you know after after all this negative news coming from the yeah. crypto okay perfect but so, but people are talking about yeah but you already answered it so like it would be the same when we would talk about like stock trading and like some app so what we realized with the help of right. ai we analyzed like how the bitcoin price is going and how like our customers are talking so like the tone of voice and like um, uh, their sentiment and their mood and what we realized of course like when it's like about the cryptocurrency trading app People are very dependingly on the market. So when the price is going up, everybody is in the plus. Everybody is happy, making money. And when you then need like a long time to reply to the tickets, people are usually like fine with it. But like when the market is crashing and people are stressed and like frustrated because they make losses, of course, then also like their tone of voice changes on social media and, and they are using swear words and whatever. So this is like what we discovered with the help of AI. So we knew that like at the moment when like the market is going up, we have like more time on average, like to answer to the customer and to allocate our resources. But like once the prices are dropping, then we need to be like way quicker and reacting because like the customer are already stressed and this is like something what we discovered like with the help of AI and we can also help like other companies like using their data like the customer feedback making a sentiment analytics and like analyzing like what's really like the number one reason that the users quit the service or that the users keep using the service and retain as a customer okay okay now Clemens let's look at this what are the support trends do you see uh, uh, for the industry right now. How do you see uh, these support trends impacting working in the industry right now so that we can also get a hint of what exactly is going to come in the future? How do you see that? Help mm -hmm. us understand. Yeah, AJ, that's a perfect question. I really love that question about like the support trends. I think I get that asked very often. Sadly, what I have to say, like in terms of customer service, the innovations are not that much because like I think since a decade or two decades, we talk about chatbots and like the same things, right? So there's not like in customer support itself is like not that much innovation. But like what one thing, what I see like really important from the things that we also talked about that like a service should be like easy to reach and to contact is like this omni-channel customer support because we have like so many different social media channels in our day even when you look then like from asia to europe and then like with all of these short video platforms and where like people spend the most time companies need to see like on which platforms the customers are spending the most time even if they like it or not i think like tiktok is there like the best example and then they should be reachable on these channels because that's where customers go to 
complain when they have like a bad experience and also where they spend the, the most of the time and companies are also doing like the most of the marketing activities on these channels. So it's just logical that on top of the marketing activities, they should also like provide already their like customer support. For instance, they make like some marketing campaign and then people below, I don't know, complain or have like questions about the campaign or they complain about completely different issues. So there they should then um, be ready to have like omnichannel support. And then like, of course, with the help of AI, you can filter all of this noise because that's like the bad thing with these social media platforms. People are writing so much, you cannot read it all day and pull out the right messages. So what companies should definitely have are like some sort of alert system across all social media channels when customers talking about a certain topic, I don't know, like security issues of the platform or like like a really upset customer because of, I don't know, a web bad pricing or like, or like a crashing app or a bug or whatever. So there should be systems in place that you are reachable on all sorts of media channels that you can reply to them easily and on top that you have an alert system that you don't have to read all of that noise all day and that you really find the stuff which is important. Right, right. So let's look at this way. Which is a com uh, Can you name any company which is doing things the right way in terms of being the best, best support and give us the reasons if you, if you have if you are naming any company, exactly why they are doing it, how they are doing it. Okay, so of, of course I will not name like any customer service team that I scaled up um, so far. So let's um, keep that out. Let's maybe stick to like some examples who everyone knows. So like big companies. So maybe like McDonald's or Starbucks, they have both like a very average product. For McDonald's, the product is even like unhealthy or something. But at both both companies the customer journey is like super standardized you walk in you know like how it goes and also for instance like at starbucks where the experience is also like personalized that they write the name of of you like on the cup and then very often people go there say like a funny name or something like that and then they still write it on the cup and they have like a good time and and that's it and also i think like what starbucks is doing really well with their when we talk about web3 they launched like a loyalty program um, I think like on the Polygon or Matic blockchain. But the good thing is for the customer itself, it's not really visible in the app that like this Odyssey program is really like connected to Web3. So they don't have to bother with any technical terms or like any um, technical things. But for the people who are in Web3, they know that Starbucks is using like this technique and then the good thing to so starbucks is like on one side not confusing the existing user base with the loyalty program and on the other side they create awareness in like the tech industry and, and are now known that they launched very successfully like a web3 loyalty program right right clements now let's talk about community you talk mm -hmm. about community building in today's time and you also uh, you launched a community forum for your classmates and failed it during uh, because of due to missing moderation. But it gave you a lot of experience. Mm -hmm. Why I ask this is nowadays it's all about community building that people talk about. Industries talk about community building on the net. Yep. Even uh, creators are talking about building their own community because you never know what's going to happen to Twitter. You never know what's going to happen to Instagram and or even if they are going good, you never know what can help, what can just suddenly close down your account. 
and yeah. you will lose all your followers so people are talking about gaining as many emails as possible or yes build a community of your followers of your fans so that they are your with you and on and are not on a rent because of any platform what are the missing pieces or what are the things that you can share from your past experience of community building with the present lot who want to build communities for themselves and become independent of the social media platforms that they are on that's an amazing question and i can answer that like quite easily so on what most companies especially when they have a mobile app should focus that they build community features within this app so like I think 10 or 20 years ago, like forums were quite a thing. I think now they're getting like a revival. So what you should try to do is like directly embed like the community within your mobile app, because then you can also better moderate it. You can restrict things better instead of like on social media when you rely like on other platforms, because like on other platforms, when your customers are getting scammed, very often you cannot do much. You can report, you can block like the fraudulent accounts, but overall you don't want to have them. And like when you have it like in your own environment within your app, you also have it like connected to your data. You also know like who posts what. So like people are not really anonymous. You can really connect like the, the issues. So it's not about like removing their privacy or anything. It's about like one they have an issue as quickly as possible finding out like who is talking here and how can we help that person the quickest because that's very often on social media not possible because people have like some weird names and we cannot really identify to who we are talking to so bringing back like the community functions within the app like on on your in your own app with your own infrastructure helps you also to avoid if like a certain social media channel gets shut down um, in the future and especially when you work in the crypto industry like it can go really quickly that companies change their mind or like that there are for instance like technical issues so i also heard like a company they had like a discord channel with like a lot of subscribers and at some point the subscribers didn't receive like the notifications for some technical bug like if it's in your own app you can fix the things on your own but if it's like on a third party then of course you rely on a third party and as you already said like in your question what's really important is that you also work with email lists because like having an email list in like some sort of excel file or wherever you store it that's like the last fallback if like all of the other things are getting locked for whatever reason right right uh Tell us about your thing that you are working on, web3cx.io. And I see it there as your name also below your name. Tell us about this to our audience. So what we realized like in the crypto industry or also like in Web3, as we spoke about it, like in this show today, most companies are hard to reach, hard to contact. And also they are very fearful of having like backlogs or like really talking to the customers because they think like, okay, we need to give them like long contact forms, like a lot of chatbots and making like a lot of barriers. So this is like where we, where we help. So we want to motivate like all the companies like in the crypto industry in Web3 to focus like on four main areas where we can help. So the first one is like customer retention that we keep like the current customers. I think like in the current environment, it's more important than ever because like new customers are not coming in that easier. And when new customers are coming in, they are maybe not spending as much as they did like a year ago. 
So we also help like with customer acquisition, especially through a community, because like the best customers that you can have are like advocates who recommend your service and share the positive experience. Then the third part on where we can help is like the ease of service. So making it as easy as possible for customers to contact you. So like this, the keyword was like customer effort score about what we spoke in the very beginning of the show. And like the last thing that is also extremely valuable, especially for CFOs and like also customer service managers is like understanding like the return on investment when they improve in customer service or community management, because like ROE management is like something that a lot of companies are not doing and For instance, when you spend like money on customer service, then when you can like quantify like how much you are actually getting out of it, it also motivates you to improve in the future and not like as we see like in most companies, just see like a cost center and say like, okay, we work with a chatbot as less agent as possible and we just go for the minimum because then you just um, left money on the street if you are doing it like that. So that's where Web3CXIO can help. We have like different type of customers. We have like from cryptocurrency tra um, brokers, we have like um, trading bots, we have like text tools, we have like um, like protocols like for swapping and trading. Um, what else of type of, ah, we have like blockchain infrastructure providers, so like all different uh, companies which you can imagine, um, but we are also like open in working like uh, with under other industries if there's like any interest and if we can see that we can really help there and provide value in like removing any barrier of frictions that people are facing when using your product. Wonderful, wonderful. So how do people connect with your company? And also, how do people learn more from you? How do they connect with you? So how can people connect with me and learn more about topics like customer service, customer experience, customer success, AI, and Web3 or crypto? So they can follow me on LinkedIn. My name is like Clemens Barrent. I post there daily. And also they can check out web3cx.io and the tree written as a number. There on this page, they find like a short overview of what services we can offer, where we customized an individual for each, um, for each customer. There they can book like a call or otherwise they can drop me like a DM on LinkedIn and then we can think if there's like a way how we can um, connect and uplift um, the service of your crypto or Web3 service. Right. Right, Clemens. My last question to you is this related to customer service experience is you are a very young man, Clemens, and you provide with all the tools and most modern tools that is possible for companies to use and make good experience better for their customers. Mm -hmm. Now, instead of look as a as a creator or tool provider for the companies let's how do you look at things from a pure customer point of view when you are a simple customer and you forget about that you are providing them the tools as a customer what would you like to tell companies of today especially where you have not had a great experience in terms of customer service in terms of your experience with them 
Make it easy to contact your customers again. Because as I said, like the biggest threat for every business are people who are quitting silently, don't give you a reason why they stop using a product. And very often I run into issues when using like some service and want to report some bug or whatever. But when I realize in the app, I have to click like five times until I reach somebody that's like way too far. So like having like some two click rule for like contacting customer service would be something nice. Of course, sometimes you want that people are like sticking to it and like still trying to figure it out on their own and it do not help them too quickly. But I think the right way is really like having it like as easy as possible um, to contact them. And sometimes it's not important that you answer within 10 minutes or 24 hours. Like for some people, it's important that they get an answer at all. So even if you answer like after one or two weeks, don't sit there like in the, in the, in the call center, see the email and then you say like, ah, the person wrote us like two weeks ago, let's just ignore the ticket. That's something um, what I dislike about like a lot of companies because I think they very often see the messages like after a while and they could uh, still easily reply, but they maybe think it's not relevant. Wonderful. You put it right. That don't ignore a customer's ticket or customer will uh, exercise his power of being the king because yeah. customer still remains the king. Yeah. On this note, on this note, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much indeed for joining us.